Hello and welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Smith. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are newlyweds that like to shoot the shit about movies. That is true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And to this week, I got to introduce Frankie to a movie. Yes, although... To be fair, it's a movie that I've wanted to see for a long time, just never have gotten around to it. So it's not exactly a, a form of torture. No, that you're it's inflicting not, upon me. No, it is not a form of torture, but it is as usual. No, I'm kidding. What have you introduced me up to this point? Predator, History of the World, History and the world. now, for all intents and purposes, you've read the title. It is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes. So, yeah. You haven't really tortured me there. No, I've not. I've had a couple of choices vetoed, but that's another story. <laughs> what was the one with the... the? We were in a, a thrift store, and you picked up some movie, and I was just like, no. What was the movie? I, I can't even remember. It was somewhat... It was like... Was it DeVito? Oh, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You come into my house... And take my ring. Stop tripping, all right? This is my ring. Sure, give him the ring. I robbed a thief. How could you not see the humor in that? Okay. I did, I've never seen it, never heard of it, but I just looked at the cover and I vetoed it immediately. It's a it's a dumb comedy of Martin Lawrence and Danny DeVito. It's not that bad, but it's not what we're here to talk about right now. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's a movie I've heard about for a long time. Yes. Heard, you know, the writing was really good. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is really good, and I just never got around to watching it. But now I have, and I'm glad because it was it was good. It's it's honestly one of those movies that's really weird in concept. Yeah, it's. I never really knew anything about the plot of the movie before going into it. So honestly, even if I told you the plot of the movie, would you really know about the plot of the movie? Yeah, I mean, it's very. It's crazy, convoluted, whatever term you want to put in there. But yeah, it's weird. Well, they do, I, they do that on purpose. I honestly believe. Mm-hmm. But throughout the movie, you're sitting there and you're following Robert Downey Jr.'s character and who is Harry. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, Apparently, from what yeah. I read, research-wise, like Robert Downey Jr. considered his role in this movie his like calling card to playing Tony Stark and like. Favreau, like, casted him as Iron Man, like, based on, like, his performance in this movie, which is understandable, because, like, the character of Harry is, like, very, like, smart-ass and, like, cool. But that's, I mean, that has a lot to do with Shane Black's writing, too, I think. It is very true. Other people, like, considered for the role for this, for for Harry. Also for the other main character who was played by Val Kilmer, that was uh, Perry. Yes. or, well, we'll get into what he's called yeah, for the we'll, movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, kids. But yeah, there there were other uh, considerations for the for the roles. But I think, from what I read, Robert Downey Jr. was ultimately cast because, like, he wasn't... He, this was around the time that he had, like, his whole, like... Yeah, this was his, uh, this was problems, his comeback. Yeah, this was, like, his comeback role. So he... Like, he kind of fit more into the lower budget of the movie. Yeah, he, he came on the cheap. Yeah, basically. Now, if you tried to do this movie nowadays, you would have to pay him, like, $5 million just to step into the world. Right. So this movie came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. It was written and directed by Shane Black. It was his first uh, movie that he directed. But he he's done, like, good and bad things, Shane Black. So I... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, funny. This, is, this I would put in the good category, but he, just to, like... 
like put it out there what his uh, filmography kind of is. Yes. So he wrote and direct good movies such as The Nice Guys, which was a relatively yes. recent movie that was pretty good uh, film, and also. He wrote Lethal Weapon, which I didn't know until yeah. I looked that up. But yeah, he wrote Lethal Weapon. Yes. I'm too old for this shit. Um, and then he had some like not so good movies, like the new Predator movie. He wrote and yeah. directed that, which I haven't seen, but notoriously was yeah, a shit show. It has not gotten good reviews. And then um, Iron Man 3, he uh, wrote and directed, which Scott hates it. I thought it was okay. Like, I didn't really have a big problem either way with it. It was just, it wasn't good. Like, Iron Man will go because you know what Robert Downey Jr. is in this. We have to go into this a little bit. Iron Man 1 was, it, that was like his peak. Like, he was back. He was he, he was entrenched now. He was there again. Then you get Iron Man 2, which was like, okay, fine. And then Iron Man 3 just wasn't good. It wasn't a good, it was, it was okay. It was at best okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, Shane Black. This Shane Black's actually the first guy to appear twice so far and shoot the flick. Oh right, because he was in the like original Predator movie, yes. right, as an actor. Which is very funny. Cause he's our first guy to. I actually, doubt he's the first person to show up twice in a like. Well, no, on our podcast so far. No, I know, but I'm saying like. There are no actors that have like. Um. um I mean, uh, Mel Brooks was in Muppet Movie and. Oh, that's true. Then right, I'm wrong. Ha. I'm wrong. Yeah, I know, Scott. I know you're wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. You know why? Because I said something opposite of what you said, so automatically I'm. Whoa, correct. whoa, whoa! And you whoa, ain't correct. Whoa, whoa! Says not... the law of married people. <laughs> I don't believe that. It's Listen, not true. What we went to a family function for you today, and what did what did what did they tell you? They said, Scott, you got to remember the rule: happy wife, happy life. That's <laughs> true. I, I see. That's true. I, I was surrounded by women and. All of them. Well, they were your <laughs> like family and friends. I don't know. Like family that's friends, not yes. my fault. <laughs> oh, no support for Scott. On that well, you should call your dad and ask him why he didn't show up. <laughs> Hell, where were you? <laughs> where, where, was the, where was the help, the assistance? Oh God. But anyway, so yeah. So, on the general, what did you think of this movie generally? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the snappy writing, even though the the mystery element was kind of like convoluted or whatever, like everything that happens. But like at the same time, the writing and like the funniness kind of makes up for it. But that's Shane Black style, that quippy. Yeah, yeah, and it, it works for this. When he has the characters, like Robert Downey Jr. plays that quippy style very well. Yeah, I well. can see how this is like his comeback thing because like it. The kind of character that he plays is very like quippy and sarcastic, and that kind of sets the tone for like a lot of what he's been doing for the past like you know ten years or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this was fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yes. So you ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. So we put the movie in, and the first thing we get is a carnival. Ooh, baby. We get a carnival, and we see these two kids. One is the magician, and the other is in the box 
as his assistant. Yeah, it's a, like little girl in the like box that you like saw a person in half. Yes. Honestly, Frankie's like, did the movie start? Is this is this part of yeah, the movie? Yeah, I was like so confused because it looked different from like what I've seen of like his, his bang bang, like the trailers or whatever. So I'm like, wait, is this the movie? So another kid starts chopping the box in half. The girl screams her head off. Frankie's like, oh my god, I, I think he accidentally like, killed the girl. I'm like, is this a joke that they're like <laughs> actually sawing this kid in half? And then it comes like the. The, fa- like the father of the little girl, like, runs and, like, opens the box, and it, like, it's fine. Everything's fine. And the girl, little girl's like, I'm gonna be an actress. And, and the dad smacks her. Across the- I was like, all right. And then we fast forward. Yeah, it's a, we had a little flashback. <laughs> to now we are looking well, at... Well, can we just, before we get into yes. that, right after that, there's, like, a really cool, like, oh, yeah, title. tone setting, like, title opening credit sequence. Yes. With, it's all, like, animated, and it's, like, red, white, and black, and it's got, like, really cool, like, jazzy music. Yeah. I dug that. It, it, it was... It set the noir, like, tone, basically, it was, of the it, movie. It's one of those things that I feel like is missing now in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, that used to happen, like, oh, you get the little, like, credits before the movies, and it yeah. kind of prepared you for what you were about to get into. Usually now, I feel like they just put, like, they have, like, B-roll, and they just put credits over, like, B-roll. Yeah. Which but, is, like, I guess, like, the standard thing, I Yeah, guess well, do. yeah. Well, that probably costs more money to get, you have to now bring somebody to animate right. it, yeah, and, yeah. you know, make things move certain ways, you know, but... It, it, yeah, it, it definitely prepares you for what you're about to get into. Right. Well, apparently, like, when making this movie, like, Shane Black said, like, the old kind of, like, detective novels were a real, like, major influence. And we'll get into that more as we get into the story. But, like, he said that he wanted to kind of reinvent the noir genre with, like, realistic characters and, like, a modern setting but still like the spirit of the old noirs. So it's it it kind of shows in the cinematography as well as like the story itself, I think. Yes. So now we get introduced to Harry. Who's a cunt. <laughs> like here's the tea. Like okay, they try to make him like this like lovable scamp character, but he's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a real big cunt. He's got some, even with him being an asshole and a cunt, he's got some, he, like, he tries to be, it seems like he tries to be a good guy, but yeah. he, against all instincts, he's a terrible guy. Yeah, and, like, they do, like, a kind of, like, like redemption, quote-unquote, at the end, sort of, like, they have, they have an arc for him, sort of, where, he, like, growth, quote-unquote, happens, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of flimsy in that regard, because he's still kind of an asshole. Yeah. Character growth kind of doesn't happen in this movie. The characters generally stay the same throughout the movie. And I think that's partially to the movie's benefit, is, yeah, people are terrible. And you're gonna have some terrible fucking people in the world. Yeah, pretty much everyone in this movie is, like, an asshole to some degree. Some less than others, but... Exactly. Yeah. So, we get introduced to Harry, who is our narrator. Mm-hmm. So this is being told... This story is being told by Harry. Right. Who's at this pool party, and he is mingling and stuff. And you get int- you get some introduction to gay Perry. Who's played by Val Kilmer. And uh, 
Oh, God. I can't remember the agent's name, but he's like a sleazy agent. Oh, he's uh, Dabney Shaw, and he's played by Larry Miller, who plays every asshole you ever thought of yes. in every, like, movie. That's Daphne Shaw. Yeah, he's... <laughs> slash Larry Miller. Please, honey, this is what I do. Don't be mad at him, please. I'll gouge your left eye out with my oh, thumb. I shit you not, you freak. I'm gonna, you get down here right no, now. I'm gonna punch you in the eye please. till it turns to jelly. Get down, get down here. So you get introduced to him, and he's just... He's having a conversation with Gay Perry about how... When and I yes, see Nikki, he, It's not a, a, a mean, like, moniker. His name is actually Gay Perry, I think. Yeah. But he just... It happens to also be gay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is funny. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a point of they bring it up through the movie, and they bring up all these different things about him being gay. He goes, "When I see a gay guy, I don't want to fuck him right away. But when you see a gay guy, I'm like, oh god, here we go. I forgot about this whole bit of dialogue stuff with the gay guy. I don't Harry. know. I mean, like, like it's it's, it's fine. It's, I guess it's just well, I don't know. At points, I was like annoyed. I'm like, okay, does every joke of his have to be that he's gay? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much every joke. He was probably my favorite character. Yeah, Perry. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed him, and I usually don't like. I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion on Val Kilmer. He's fine. The only thing I've ever really seen him in other than this that I can think of right now is um, the Doors movie where he played Jim Morrison. I'm the Lizard King! I can do anything! I've never seen the Doors movie. It's pretty good. I've seen him as Batman. They make him look a lot like Jim Morrison in that. It looks really weird. But um, yeah, I know he was in Batman, some Batman fucking movie. I didn't yeah, see he, it. He was in Batman. He was in uh, Top Gun. Never saw that. You know, I don't care. Father from Possibly Later. I, do, I don't Maybe. care. Maybe. Well, I'm not even like Top Gun's fine. I like Top Gun. Batman, he was okay as Batman. But yeah, I've seen him around. And he, he's a decent actor. But yeah, in this, he was funny. He's enjoyable as Barry. And. Now we, again, flashback for Harry, because Harry now yeah. is at this party. He goes, how did I get to this party? This fancy party in L.A. And so Harry is on the phone with his kid. No, I think it's his niece. Niece, his niece. Uncle, he calls yeah. her uncle. He call, she calls him Uncle Harry. Yes, with his niece, who, as he's trying to steal her a toy... In this yeah, store they're, they're he has broken like into. Yeah, a toy store with him and his friend. They're in New York, too. They're in New York City, and they're robbing this toy store. The alarm, like, they trip the alarm, so they're running. And they get, like, stopped by some lady with a gun. It's like, <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and wait for the police. And his, his co-thief... Yeah. He's like waving the gun like you you will shoot me and she shoots him and Harry. Yeah. So this is now the first time Harry has been shot in this yeah, movie. He's shot a lot. <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, so then he's running from the cops and he stumbles into trying to hide from the cops a like acting audition with um Dabney Shaw, Larry Miller. And he auditions and it this role is like it's basically like a role like it's like a crooked cop role, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got your... The the lady that's reading the lines, like, oh, you got your partner killed, and, like... I didn't want him to come in, and he insisted. I said, you gotta stay at home, but he doesn't listen to me. He's such a stupid son of a bitch. Uh, I killed him, didn't I? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
uh, Harry's like relating it to what just happened because he just watched his friend get shot and possibly die. Do we know if he dies, the guy? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's dead. They pretty much forget about him. Like, <laughs> if he's not dead, he's in jail. Okay, so anyway, so Harry like basically aces this audition unwittingly and avoids the cops. So <laughs> they send him to LA. They send him to LA to work with Gay Perry, who's a private investigator, and like he works with Dabney Shaw to like. Uh, he's a, what's the word? Like a, uh... A PI? Or? Yeah, but how did, like, what's the word for him working with oh, he's gonna movie be, people? Uh, a consultant. Yes, there we go. Dang he's dang. gonna, he's gonna give Harry lessons about how to be a detective. Right. Now, we get introduced now to our female lead of the movie. Um, I think, yeah, that's, uh, Harmony. Harmony. Who's played by Michelle Monaghan. Yes. Uh, which I feel like, as of late, hasn't been in anything good. I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's Michelle Monaghan. She, what was the last like major movie she was in? Can't. Pixels? Don't tell anyone I killed a smurf. Yeah, that might be it. I can't tell. Oh, can't. no. <laughs> She's about to be sexually assaulted by this guy at the party. Yeah. And Harry walks in and basically goes, you're not going to do that. You know what? We'll take this outside. And Harry gets the shit kicked out of By this guy. And then she ends up leaving with the guy later yeah. on at the party. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then, okay. So then we find out, uh, you know, through movie magic that the kid from the beginning at the carnival, the magician kid, was Harry. And the little girl in the box was Harmony. Uh, yes, we... we after Harry tracks down Harmony, because yeah. he's like, I have to go... But I thought he knew that that was her. No, from the not okay. He didn't realize it was her. He, She had grown up. He he had now... Because later on you find out he had been married. He moved to New York. Mm -hmm. He, You know, they've separated. They probably haven't seen each other in 11, 12 years, you know? Um, they were like friends in high school, yeah. and he was like, he was know, a, I was upset that I loved her so much in high school, and we close, but she was always fucking other guys, I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was a point of contention throughout the movie. So, Harry, as big gay, <laughs> that big, big gay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, big gay, gay Perry, <laughs> um, we love big gay Perry, as Perry, where he could possibly find this girl who went off this guy. He goes, you've seen her before at the Domino Club. He goes there. He starts talking with this girl. And they're joking about different people who look like other celebrities. Like, oh, that's Indian Joe Pesci. Or, oh, yeah, that was weird. I was like, okay. I'm like, and. Well, you can tell Shane Black is probably a cunt, too. Like, he's probably a, like, yeah. a, a less, like, theatrical version of uh, Harry. Yeah. He definitely. Life. Well, even if you look back at Predator, mm -hmm. like he had those one-liners. They were you're like, ah, oh, Shane. Like you don't get pussy, Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is where, like, because Harry, he did it at the party too. He was talking to a girl and he told her, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm retired. I invented dice when I was a little kid. Da, da, da. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then when he's in the club with Harmony, he tells her that he's a PI. Yeah, Harry. To like try to like you know impress her. Or yeah, whatever Harry lies nonstop. Yeah, he lies all the time, which made me think like, okay, like 
he's a narrator. So how reliable of a narrator really is he? I was trying to think of it that way. But then later on, I'm like, you know, he acts like such an asshole in this. Like, why? Would, if he was a really unreliable narrator, he'd make himself sound better, I feel like. But, but it was just something interesting. I was like... Well, I don't think he has any, like, real great opinion of himself in general. Especially this version of himself. Yeah. But, That's so, true. Harmony recognizes Harry right away. Harry doesn't recognize Harmony. Mm-hmm. They get... You know, they laugh. They get drunk. Harry then bolts... As Harmony's, like, flirting with him, he ends up sleeping with Harmony's friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> As, well, we get, we also get, like, a backstory on Harmony, too. Yes, we get, oh, yes, that's right. We back um, up to Harmony, how so, Harmony got to the party. Yeah, so she grew up in, like, a podunk town. Like, in Indiana. In Indiana. Uh, she had a little sister. Mm-hmm. And... There, a, and a... A father who was sexually abusing the little, little sister. sister. And when she was 16, Harmony just, like, left and that really didn't look bad. Yeah. But she said she was going to, like, you know... Eventually, get sister out you know, she was going to get an acting role and her, take care of her sister. Yeah, she wanted to be an actress, so she was like, I'll move to Hollywood and I'll become rich and famous and I'll yes. save her, and it never happened. So... Indeed. So, Harmony... Harry sleeps with, as he calls her, her homely friend. Yeah. <laughs> Who was being a bitch to him before. That was weird, too. I was like, okay. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's not a good look. Because it, it was funny, because, like, they had this whole, like, cute scene, like, oh, like, reuniting and talking and, you know, like, flirting, yep. kind of. And then, like, you cut to the next morning and he wakes up next to her friend. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, he... He's an asshole. He fucked up. Uh, so now he runs over to Harmony house who he's like i i didn't mean it da, 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 da. she basically like fuck off <laughs> yeah so then we cut to day two of harry in la <laughs> the lady in the lake oh yeah this whole movie is like chopped up by like chapters which i think i think was done like for to keep with the noir like kind of theme yeah which i thought was cool yeah so the lady in the lake where uh harry is now on his first detective mission with mm-hmm. Perry. Right. And he's like, so what are we going to do, Perry? Are we going to, like, are we doing, like, this big secret mission? He's, like, trying to get Perry to, like, give him, like, like we're going to do something cool, right? And Perry's like, no, we're going to videotape some guy. Like, <laughs> that's literally, like, it, this isn't the fucking movies. We're going to fucking, <laughs> it's a boring mm. fucking job. <laughs> and so now they, they're walking up to this car. The car pulls away. They go to try and follow the car, lose it, mm-hmm. it then drives, they're like, where did it go? It has to be here. The car drives off a cliff into the lake. Fun. Harry's freaking out. Harry's like, okay, I have to go into the lake to get whoever was in the car. Perry ends up diving into the lake and takes his gun and shoots the trunk because he hears something in the trunk. Right, and then... He pulls out this girl. Right, who is very dead. Who is very dead. Her neck has been broken. What the fuck is going on? This is bad, Perry. We gotta go. We gotta roll out of here before the cops come. Come on, Nick. We go right to the cops. Oh, exactly. To the cops who have no trouble believing that she broke her neck before you shot her in the head. What? Come on, we gotta go. Oh, God. They're like, 
oh, you know, we sh uh, Perry's like, oh, we should go to the police. But then Harry's like, mm, I don't think we should because you shot her in the fucking head when you <laughs> shot the car. <laughs> and they're like, so they're going to think you fucking killed her. Which is true because no one would believe. Like, yeah, I mean, that's like, crazy. And Harry takes the gun <laughs> and throws Perry's gun into the lake. Because that's smart. <laughs> And also, and also yells at two masked guys who are clearly responsible for this woman's death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are, like, running away. And this is where you kind of first get, like, the chemistry between Perry and Harry. As actors, Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. are, like, really... They kind of, like, snap really well off of each other. Yeah. And they're really funny together. I feel like throughout the movie, like, they're kind of bonding and their back and forth is like really like the core of the movie and it kind of drives it along. Oh, like yeah. Look idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. Humor as well as the plot, so. Yeah, if these two weren't in this movie yeah, together, we, it would not have worked as well. It would be rough. Now, speaking of that, that's a good segue into, okay, so there were... I could find two actors for each of the main roles, Harry and Perry, um, that were who were also considered for the roles, but okay. then it ended up... So, for Harry, who is Robert Downey Jr.'s character, there was Hugh Grant in the running, oh, God, which I feel terrible. like would have been weird. He doesn't have the quippiness. And then, even weirder, Johnny Knoxville, who was in the running before... Um, Robert Downey Jr. like came into play. He was like the main guy they were looking at. He's better than Hugh Grant, but I guess. But I just feel like no. Oh. <laughs> and then not that he's a bad. Cause I don't think he's bad. I think he probably he needs the right people, role. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people probably like think of Johnny Knoxville like what the fuck, the jackass guy, and like that's fair. But like when he has acted, he's not bad. Like No. Uh, it, on 17 milligrams, we just talked about him being in Walking Tall. I think, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, he's The Rock's friend, and he's the goofy sidekick to The Rock, and he's very funny in that. He gets his ass kicked a lot in that, but he's very funny in that role. And uh, then, of course, Men in Black 2, which isn't a glowing mark, but he's in it. And then, for Perry, um... The other actors that were, like, in the running, one of them I understand and kind of makes more sense, and one of them I don't at all. So, Benicio Del Toro was one. Okay, yeah. Which, like, I'm like, okay, like, that's, yeah. He's, Benicio Del Toro, though, would have brought out more of the menacing part of Big Gay Perry. But gay Perry? Why do you keep calling him Big Gay Perry? I don't know. So, and then the other one was um, Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Because even, I mean, like, now he's, like, an old, cranky old man. But even 2005... I it's only 14 like, years ago. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Like, he was already at the edge of, like, indie being like, uh, yeah, we shouldn't probably do that. So, just to put it in context... Um, yeah, what Harrison Ford was doing at the time. Harrison Ford, around that time that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was made, a couple years before that... He did Hollywood Homicide, which is the movie with Josh Hartnett. How'd you find me? I'm psychic. Really? No, not really. I'm a detective for Pete's sake. That was terrible. And like three years after that, he did Crystal Skull. So this is the era of Harrison Ford that we would have got for Val Kilmer's part, which makes no sense. Yeah, that would probably wouldn't have worked out. Um, 
Because if you think he's a crotchety old man now, yeah, he's a crotchety old man. Then. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked, especially yeah, the Val Kilmer character. Perry would have been a very different character. Yeah, yeah, both of them because Benicio del Toro is very menacing when he does roles like that. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer had some menace to him, but not. I think Benicio del Toro would have overdone it. Maybe, yeah. I, I think he definitely. Perry drops Harry home. After this fuckery with this after this whole fuckery, dead because, body. yeah, because they have now basically run away, and they're like, "We don't want to deal with this dead body when the cops show up." So he drops him off at home. He's like, "Fuck, okay," uh, and he leaves his phone in the car. Perry brings it back to him real quick. He gets a phone call saying that Harmony has killed herself. Oh, scandal! And you're like, "Holy shit!" Like. Yeah, and he's like real. He's all sad and stuff, and he goes home and he's like, you know, kind of just drinking and being sad. And then all of a sudden, he gets a knock on the door, and, and it's harmony. And it's harmony, and you're like, what the? Fuck? And he's like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> um, and then he, she comes in. She's really upset, and she says that her sister is the one that was murdered. Yes. And the reason the cops thought it was harmony was because she had all her. Oh, she basically stole life. her identity. Stole her identity. And they look enough like because they're sisters. Right. You know? So, you get this whole big thing, and she goes, you're a PI. I know my sister wouldn't kill myself. What? Well, Say that again. Harmony's looking at... Ha- like No, you said, I know my sister wouldn't kill myself. That's what you just said. Oh, well, sorry. I misspoke. You know, Scott, let me tell you something. Okay. When <laughs> Tell me. When when I uh, give the plot summaries for the movies, you know, things are a lot more crisp and clear. <laughs> Cut to the Oculus review where nothing made any sense. <laughs> and and now we're dealing with this shit. Yes, we, had, we have two movies back-to-back that are very... Convoluted. Convoluted and all over the place at times. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so... So yes, Harmony's now. She's she's crying to Harry, and like literally the whole time she's crying to him about her sister who's like killed herself. He's staring at her tits. Yeah, and I just I hate him. <laughs> he's kind of a d bag, yeah, and he's like, you know, maybe I should listen to her about her. T- I mean, sister, uh, and it's like, oh god, Harry. So she's like, Harry, if you don't help me, I'm gonna go find somebody else. And he's like, fine, I'll help you. And she passes out. <laughs> because it's very weird, because it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, even watching it back, like, Shane Black, why did she just pass out right there? I, yeah. I, I guess you could pass I, it to out. Give, to give Robert Downey Jr. an excuse to feel her up while she's sleeping. <laughs> well, no. That's another thing. That comes like, up right now. Is that reliable narrator? Because, like, he says, like, oh, there was a spider in her bra. And he's like, T-, and then she wakes up. She's like, you were touching my boob. And he's like, no, there was a spider in your bra. <laughs> <laughs> there was a spider. It went down into your bra. And then she, you know, like, lifted her bra and the spider was dead there. Right, but you don't know. Maybe he is just a creep. Yeah. He, he goes into, himself seem a little better. He goes into this whole speech about how I would never do that. That shouldn't be a normal thing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, um... But then, you know, they're fine, and he goes into the bathroom to pee, and, uh, finds... He goes into the bathroom to pee, she's yelling at him, like, she's gonna take his clothes, because she's... 
Oh yeah, because she yeah. Because she's she's like I'm just gonna take your clothes. Cause, he, well, because she was running in the she was like wet from running in the rain. Yeah, and, yeah. So as he starts to pee, he that you see the body behind him. He turns the dead body from the, the lake scene or the lake. Yeah, is in and he go, in his shower and he turns and starts peeing on the body. He's like peeing a little bit on the body, which. Later on, after Harmony leaves, he calls Perry and is like, I'm looking at this fucking dead body in my house. Like, what the fuck? Uh, can uh, can they identify somebody by pee? And he's like, why are you asking that? He's like, no, no, no. I have to know. Why did you pee on the body? Yeah, I peed on it. What? What You peed on what? I peed on the corpse. Can they do like ID from that? I'm sorry. You, you peed on, on the corpse. And my question is... No, my question. I get to go first. Why in perfect hell would you pee on a corpse? I didn't intend to. It's not like I did it for kicks. God, this doesn't happen. You said this doesn't happen. <laughs> Another good example of like the back and forth between uh, Kilmer and Danny Jr. was hey, pretty, pretty it, was great. it was so great. So he's freaking out. Perry tells him if they put the body there, they probably planted the gun. So he's now searching. He finds a gun. They wrap the bo- Perry shows up. They wrap the body up. Mm-hmm. The cops are now downstairs, and Harmony misdirects them yeah and they're arguing the whole time like perry and harry are like just bickering back and forth and i'm thinking as i'm watching i'm like oh my god they're like an old married couple this is so funny and then literally right after i thought that as they're dumping the body they see a cop car pull up and they're like and perry's like kiss me kiss me and then i'm like oh okay and then the cops are like bunch of sinners <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, really? We gotta go here? But yeah, that that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so then. so now they're driving away with the body in the trunk. Yeah, because then like, oh, we sh- yeah, we gotta like move the body somewhere else because like we can't just dump it like outside of your hotel like where yeah. you're staying at. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So we gotta move it somewhere. So they dump the body. In, like, basically a random street to be found later. Right. Uh, now we jump to day three. Little Sis. Where he meets up with Harmony at a diner. Harmony then gives us the backstory how she told her sister that her sister wasn't actually being raped by her father. Mm-hmm. She oh, was... Yeah, it, she told him, basically, that the guy that was raping her, like, threw her on her whole childhood. It wasn't really her father. Her real father was this actor in this, uh, like, old movie that they This old, watched. this old, yeah. like, spy James Bond kind of... Yeah. Well, it was a detective. Detective. He wasn't a spy. Right. He was a detective. Cause that's the whole thing. It's like a uh, Johnny Gossamer, who's like a fake, fictional, like, a detective, noir detective, whose books that uh, Harmony really loved growing up, and they had this actor who was in, like, the movie of him. Who actually showed up earlier. Yes, well, that's what I was going to say. It's connected because the party that they were at in the beginning was at the actor's house. Who was played by Corbin Benson. Corbin Burnson. Burnson, sorry. Um, who, if you don't know who he is, he was in Major League. He was the big fucking dickhead in Major League. That's true. <laughs> he is also the father in Psych. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm sure that he's also in LA Law, but I, I'm sure, and he was also in General Hospital. No, I'm sure, 
I'm certain. And he also played uh, the dentist in the like the more horror movie series Dentist. Um, <laughs> but you know, just to name a few things. But I'm sure out of all of those things that we just named, Scott is going to reference Psych by playing the Psych theme song. And if that's the case, which I know it is, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. No, don't don't apologize. It's a good theme song, a. Eh? And he was very good in the role. I've seen better Dulé Hill shows. Have you ever seen The West Wing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> West they're Wing. Different, they're different shows. I don't care. I watched like two episodes of Psych and I was falling asleep. Anyway. So it turns out the body gets discovered by the cops. Perry, they're watching it on the news. It is Corbin Burnson's, who is his name is Dexter in this movie. Harlan Dexter. Harlan Dexter. Is the actor's name, yes. It's, it's his daughter. Right, and they, they set that up, too, in the beginning, uh, while they were at, like, this the mansion party in the beginning. Perry says to Harry that, like, the Harlan Dexter's wife had passed away, and he was, like, fighting with his daughter about the inheritance. And then recently, like, what, three months ago, he said, they just, like, magically, like... Reconciled. And, and reconciled, and, like, it was very, like, strange and out of nowhere, but hey, whatever. And it's just, like, thrown out there as a little thing. But then we get, like, the meta-humor in this. We haven't even discussed the meta-humor in this. Yes. So when Perry, like, mentions that, the whole thing with Harlan Dexter and his daughter, all of a sudden, the film reel, it just stops. It, like kind of sputters like yeah. it's a bad like uh projector effect or whatever yeah. and you hear harry in the like in the as song, the narrator as the narrator just going like yeah well of course that's gonna come back later like why would they mention that unless it's gonna come back later it's such a movie trope and it's like oh <laughs> okay there's there's a few points where the movie just stops and the narrator it, he does, just talking. he does that early on they really stop that after well, they do it a little bit in the beginning and then they do it at the end yeah it wasn't a thing that consistently happened throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but, but I feel like if they did that, then it would have been even more confusing. Because it's like a yeah. hefty plot to begin with. So then if you add meta things when you're in the thick of it, it like probably yeah. would have made it even worse. But Oh yeah, it would have been a little crazy. So we now fast forward to later in the day. Harry was on the rooftop with Perry. And Harry's like... Basically telling Perry, like, oh, my God, this is serious. And Perry's like, you have to get out of town. You have to leave. <laughs> and Perry's and Harry's like, but no, I have my audition on Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. And Perry's like, you're not getting the part. You are basically here to force Colin Farrell, because they mentioned Colin Farrell. You mentioned Colin Farrell, <laughs> which is kind of funny, considering, like, he's also, like, Hollywood, kind of, like, bad boy, and he's done, like, you know, bet and Robert Downey Jr. is, like, the star of this. I thought that was kind of funny. It was very clever. You are here, basically, to force Colin Farrell to lower his price by a couple of million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, because the you know the idea is to like oh well we're hiring this new guy you know he's cheap and you know we'll pay him like peanuts and you know we'll just give him the role it's fine and then Colin Farrell will be like all right fine I'll lower my price like whatever and so, yeah so he hits Perry in the face Perry just chokes him basically and it's like and he's like and I told Harmony you're not a PI <laughs> well yeah that's why I like him the best because he's actually like decent human being for the most part so he's like 
like, going crazy. He's like, oh, why would you tell her that, blah, blah, blah. He now goes to see her at her house. Oh, God, yeah. This is, this is, this is it. <laughs> so he's this talking to her. Scene, he's guys. got her hand in the door. She slams the door and cuts off his pointer finger. Get out of my no, no, life! I'm at the airport, right? And I run into Flick and she just got stuck. Did I just cut off, cut off your finger? Yeah. It's on the floor to my periphery. I don't want to see it. Pick it up. Put it on ice. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Thanks. Literally, like, half the finger is on the floor, and I'm like, oh my god. She opens the door, and she goes, did I just cut off your finger? He's like, yes, can you please pick it up? Because I can't look at it right now. Oh my god. That was, that was really bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, this took a turn. <laughs> oh god. Uh, they mentioned that uh, they figured out that the sister was the one who hired Perry because she used... At this point, because now he's, like, running back and forth trying to get Harmony to talk to him, even though she doesn't want to talk to him. Right. So he figures out that Harmony's sister used her stage name to get, uh, to hire Perry. So Harmony's sister hired Perry to videotape that night. At the, at the... The crime scene. Yeah, the, lake. the cabin by the lake, yeah. Again, sorry, this is all backtracking and... <laughs> Oh, so, uh, they're at a Christmas party now. Yes, let's discuss that. This is a Christmas movie, by your standards. Yes, by my standards, this is a Christmas movie. Because, okay, we've had this discussion many a time, Scott and I. Uh, Scott thinks that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't think it is. I think there are more standards to being a Christmas movie than just taking place during Christmas. Um, Christmas party? References to Christmas? Yeah. Well, no, because that's bullshit. Because in the beginning of the movie, when they mentioned it's Christmas time, you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really play much of a part in the movie. They mentioned it multiple times throughout the entire movie. There's references to Christmas. So, uh, I still don't think this is a Christmas movie, but by Scott's standards, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, close enough. It's basically a Christmas movie. No. (laughs) Everyone's horrible. (laughs) Just because everyone's horrible doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Christmas movies are supposed to be, like, warm and fuzzy and, you know, holiday This is not that. And you know what? So many people die. <laughs> so what? When's the last... Do people get shot and murdered in fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer last time you fucking watched it? I don't think they do. I don't think Rankin Bass had a fucking shootout in the middle of... Uh, didn't, the, didn't the fucking uh, Bob Little Snowman eat somebody? That's not... No. What are you talking about? No. Or at least try to eat people. But he was lovable, Scott. (laughs) He tried to eat them. Robert Downey Jr. is not lovable in this movie, okay? (laughs) Oh, God. So they're at the Christmas party. He's talking to Harmony. And he's, like, filling her in, like, that... About the sister and how he figured it out. He's also high off his ass. Oh, yeah, on pain meds because, like, you know, he he, had to get his finger sewn back onto his hand. Yeah. So he's now, he, Harmony's like, okay, I have to go back to work because I'm at work right now in her Christmas get up at his party. So he gets basically jumped and taken hostage by two guys. Well, by the two guys that were at the lake that ran away. Who were in ski mask at the time. Right. But then they they figure out that it's those guys. So 
they basically tell him like you know fuck off like go away like stay out of yeah like you're 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 a big man if you keep fucking around we're gonna kill you basically yeah and they basically re-dislodge his finger so uh harmony gets the car with harry to take him to the hospital but then they see the thugs driving in the car and they see them going towards uh, a, a place where Perry they know met. that Perry is at a stakeout. So, the, so Harmony's like, "Oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna follow them and warn Perry, and then I'll take you to the hospital." Okay, okay, honey. And Harry's freaking. He's like, "I, my finger is like off right yeah, now." Like, you know, priorities. But you know, me also though, like it, you know. Perry's in danger, so you know, weigh the weigh the risks, I guess. So, so they get out. Of, well, she gets out of the car, leaves Harry in the back seat, and he's he, in the car as he passes out. And he passes out from like I guess just like shock and or blood loss at this point. Yeah, say. yeah. So she goes to try and warn Perry. Yeah, and she, well, you, you explain. So she goes to go warn Perry. Who is following this girl? Who is, as you realize, is a hired actress, and then they hired Perry, they paid Perry to follow this actress to try and lure Perry here. Harmony runs into the first gunman and like fights him off, knocks him out. But Perry's about to be run over by the second gunman. It's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Harmony is running across traffic. Jumps, falls down, drops her gun that shoots, hits another car near Perry, who then realizes this car is about to run him over, dodges it. The guy hits into a tree, gets out to go shoot Perry, who is then gunned down by the nacho salmon. The what? <laughs> the guy selling nachos. You said salmon. Salesman, sorry. Is it is it not nachos with salmon in it? Yes, yes. Can you like learn how to talk? No, I can't. Anyway, so after this whole debacle, the actress who was in on it with the thugs, she gets into Harmony's car, basically steals it, and takes it back to her apartment. With Harry passed out in the back. Harry passed out in the back still. He wakes up after a while of like um, them getting to their house. He goes into her house, and he hears voices, so he hides under the bed. Yes. And then... And then, the girl's like, she's trying to talk like, I, I don't want I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be involved in this. I just saw a guy get shot to death, basically. And he goes, don't worry, you'll, you won't have to deal with it. My boss said, you're done. And he, he shoots her. Yeah, and then she's, uh, that was like a pretty crazy, because she falls on the floor, and she sees Harry under the bed, and she like, starts to say something, and he's like, shh, don't like, please don't say anything, <laughs> and then she dies. And Harry's distraught, because he's like, I, there's nothing I could do. Yeah, so then he comes out from under the bed, and the thug comes back in the room to like, clean, you know, supposedly to clean up her body, and he sees that it's the the other thug from yeah know, before from before who had left his gun on the bed right uh, what I found like what I thought was interesting about this scene was that when Harry gets up and like the guy the thug's like oh you're a big tough guy huh you got a gun now and he shoots him but like and he shoots him multiple times but I just I thought it was so interesting because like 
that whole scene, like the way that he shoots him, it's just so like, it's very slow and deliberate. It's like, and then he, you can see him like thinking about it and then he shoots him again. Mm-hmm. And then he just like keeps going, but it's very slow and deliberate, which I feel is, is different than like a normal like action movie. Like usually action movies, it's all very quick, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But like, well, you could just tell that like it, it's, well, yeah. It's changing Harry. Ha- Harry in a big way. Because Harry even brings it up like, later. This is a point of, a big point for him. Yeah. Because like. Harry brings up to a point later because now his finger has fallen off again. Fun. Uh, so he puts it on ice. And then a dog. A dog steals it. Steals it and eats it? He, he dog ate it. Ew. But he calls, he calls Perry because Pe- well Perry calls him going where are you? He goes, um, in the house. I killed the other gunman. I I've never shot anybody before. Yeah. You know. And he's like freaking out. Uh, and then he sees the dog has his the dog won't give back his finger. The dog eats his finger. And they're really not in a good place. <laughs> but then, like, okay, so now. The three of them, Harmony, Perry, and Harry, are, like, together, I guess. Is it, like, in a hotel room or something? They're back in, like, Harry's hotel room. Yeah, and they just basically are like, okay, so it's over now, right? Because the kidnappers are dead. Yeah. And, like, it's done. And Perry's like, uh, maybe, but either way, you guys are staying out of this. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck? So Perry leaves, and Harmony goes to leave, but Harry chases after, and they have this, like, really kind of vulnerable moment with each other. Yeah, where Harmony's like, I'm not a good person. You have this idealized image of me. I'm not a good person. Right, which is kind of the theme for this whole thing, that nobody's good and everybody sucks. But then Harry's like, yeah, I steal for a living. Like, I'm not a good person either. And, like, it was a really sweet moment. But then, like, within, you know, maybe five minutes, he fucking ruins it. Oh, yeah. So they have this big, sweet moment. Um... Harry sees Harmony undress. Yeah, they like spend like time together, and then like later on in the night. And but he he, he flashes to as he's watching her undress. He flashes to the girl at the lake because he pulled down her dress at the lake. Mm-hmm. And he started thinking like she didn't have any underwear on, and she was like a born again Christian because that came up earlier. Right. Yeah. So he's like, that's weird. And then he, like, brushes it off. And then, eventually, they get into bed together. They're, like, cuddling. And then they're kissing. And it's really nice. And then she's like, you know, I before we do go any further, I have to tell you something. And then cut to them going off, like, on each other. Him kicking her out because she confessed to him that in high school... High school. Because it was mentioned. They're in their 30s now. <laughs> in high school. It was mentioned earlier. She slept with his best friend. A- after. My you best friend? Oh, God damn you it. said you were just going to drop by his house. You were going to wave oh, goodbye. Some way. I was leaving for LA area. You, I was never going to see him. He looked sad. He looked sad? Yes, he did. Because they talked. Who was probably the guy sawing them in half at the fucking carnival with Probably. The joke. Fuck you. <laughs> it was also. Talked about earlier, like, they had a conversation back in high school, like, the only person she wouldn't sleep with was his best friend, and that was, like, his rule. Bitch, are you for real? First of all, <laughs> motherfucker, this was, they're in their 30s. They're in their mid-30s. This was when they were in high school. Fuck you, she didn't have to tell you that. She did not have to tell you that. It was fucking over 10 years ago. 
fuck you. And she even said I was a different person then. It was a million years ago. What's the problem? And then I'm not done. And then he has the gall after he fucking two days before or one day before even, I think, slept with her friend. One day. He's like, oh, well, you slept with my best friend. Who he hasn't mentioned this whole time. First of all, this guy does not treat his friends very well, okay? His fucking friend in the beginning of the movie got shot and probably killed. We don't even know. He doesn't even mention it. And, like, he's, like, fucking guilty about it for five minutes. I'm going off, guys. I don't give a fuck. He's fucking guilty about it for five minutes. And that's how he gets a movie role. And then after he's at some fancy party in L.A. with fucking hot chicks, he don't give a fuck. Oh god. But there was also a great part because as he's throwing her out of his room, she's like trying to stop him. She goes, put your hands in wash your hands, watch your hands. Oh yeah, wash, <laughs> wash your hands in the door, sweetie. <laughs> but like yeah, like fuck you, bro. Like for, like you're an asshole too. We just had this whole conversation about how we're both assholes and you're gonna kick her out for doing something assholeish ten fucking years ago. Or longer, yeah. Yeah, longer than probably than that, yeah. Like fuck. Fuck you right in the ass. <laughs> so, as right before she's like crying outside, she pulls out, I think, her underwear and calls him. She goes, Was the girl, was Veronica raped? And he goes, Veronica is the girl that the girl lady at the lake, the daughter. And he goes, No, there was no sign of rape. And he hangs up on her. Because he's a fucking. Mature human being. So now we go to the next day. Like, don't ask why you asking. Like, he's been working this case for two, three days. Why are you asking me about that? Da, da, da. No, just hang up on her because you're mad because she fucked your friend 15, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. I, oh, I hate men. I'm kidding. Just this guy. I, I don't like this guy. So then we go to the next day. Perry comes into Harry's apartment and goes... <laughs> and says, Harmony's missing. We have to go find her. I can't get in touch with her. She said she was running down the lead. She's missing. Right. Uh, so Harry's still being a dick about the whole best friend thing. He goes, what did you tell her? And then Harry reiterates the panties thing. And he goes, huh. So they drive to a mental hospital. But, well, the mental hospital is owned by Harlan Dexter. It is. It is. Which I've never heard of an, uh, a Hollywood actor owning a mental hospital. That's new. Yeah. But sure, for the purposes of this movie, an actor owns a mental hospital. <laughs> sure. Anyway, uh, so they go basically looking for Harmony because they think she's here. There. Why and do they think she's there? Because she called and left a message for Perry saying she had a lead. And she thought, basically, that Harmon was involved and that he had done this. She basically, like, laid it out, but she's like, she said, she like, it sounds ridiculous. Well, yeah, well, what what do they eventually figure out? They figure out that Dexter, Dexter had paid someone to be his daughter. To impersonate, an actress, to impersonate his daughter. And he had basically locked his daughter in his mental institution. Right, because they were fighting over the inheritance stuff, so we hired this actress to impersonate her so, like, the inheritance fight could stop and that he would get all the money. He would get all the money, and he killed her because he realized 
that her boyfriend, who her French boyfriend who was coming to visit her, would have realized that the impersonator wasn't her. Right. Yes, yeah, so the daughter was killed. So they go into the mental hospital. They find a random patient who's just randomly there and ask her... Yeah, because, you know, at a mental hospital, oftentimes, you know, dangerous and or really, like, out of touch with the reality, patients are just left to roam around, you know, the without hallways. any supervision whatsoever. And Perry goes... So they can expose themselves to strange men when yeah, they come per- into the fucking When facility. Perry asks, are you wearing undergarments? And she basically takes down her pants and she's not wearing undergarments. Oh, boy. And you're like, oh, my God, did we just go here? So now they're like, okay, this proves it. She was here. She was in the mental hospital. They figured it out and they get blindsided by an orderly right. with a gun. Perry disarms the orderly and now they're starting to question the orderly and they're like, you gotta tell us something. Yeah, but before he can, uh, <laughs> fucking Harry, who's an idiot, who's also holding a gun on this guy, uh, he just, like, puts a round in the gun and, like, spins it, like, because he thinks he's a fucking cool... He's gonna play Russian guy. roulette. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot and he shoots the guy. Where is the girl? What? did you just do? I, just, I put in one bullet, didn't I? I you put, put a one. live round in that gun. Oh, well, yeah. There was like an 8% chance. 8%. Wasn't it just 8? 8? Yeah. Who taught you math? math? <laughs> Fucking dies. And he's like, oh, I thought it was an 8% chance that it would actually end it. And Perry's like, who taught you math? Like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. What are you doing? Oh. Oh, God. So Harmony calls, Harmony calls them and they're like, you were right. This whole thing's gone. They hang up on her. They hide the body of the orderly. But then Dexter shows up and basically confirms that everything that they said. And that he's like, we're going to basically kill you now. We're going to torture you and see if anybody else knows. Right. Dexter now has Harry. At gu- uh, Harry and... Uh, Perry. Perry. At Big gu- gay Perry. Thank you, dear. At gunpoint. He is big, and he's gay, and he's pay, so that makes It's true. Sense. They have him at, gun, them at gunpoint, and they go, they take Perry's phone and go to throw it as it's ringing to Dexter. Harry grabs it, goes, uh, Dexter has us, blah, 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 he's gonna shoot us, <laughs> or whatever. And he goes, he just admitted everything to a carpet salesman, but it's Harmony... Being smart Pretending, yeah. to be selling carpet cleaning services. <laughs> so Harmony knows what's going on. She's uh, going to try to yes. help them and, and fix everything. Yeah. So now they take Perry and Harry to torture them. And they t- attach electric cables to Harry's balls. We love that. I mean, please torture this motherfucker because I hate him. <laughs> And they are now shocking him as Perry is yelling at these, this crony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yelling at the crony to get him riled up like, you're gay. That's why you, we wanted to see his penis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he's getting more and more mad. And he runs up to Perry to basically shoot Perry. And Perry shoots him with a gun he has hidden in his balls, as he says. Ah, uh, yes. We love an innovative queen. <laughs> So now they get out. Harmony steals 
Dexter's daughter's body. Right, from the funeral home, because the plan is that Dexter was going to get the body cremated cremated to erase all evidence of this whole scheme. She's in the van with the body in the back, in the coffin, and she's driving, like, racing, and they're being... She's being chased by yes. by Harlan, right? Uh, she's being chased by another... She's being chased by some thugs. By some thugs, and Harlan's coming later. Right. So then the guys escape, and they see her driving down the road, and they chase after them um, right before she ends up crashing the van on the side of the road. And the coffin... With this, the- is, this is where, like, the, the climax of the movie kind of happens, and it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. The coffin flies out of the van. Yeah. Over the bridge. Yeah, it's like hanging off like the overpass. Yeah. And you're like, oh my fuck. Yeah, the the arm falls out of the coffin too. Yeah. That'll come back in a minute. (laughs) That'll come back in a minute. Harmony is now going out. And she gets basically... uh, She gets run off the bridge and knocks herself basically for a loop. Yeah, she's, like, out of it, and she's, like, she keeps saying Harold's name, and she ends up, uh, oh, well. Well, I'm getting got, it. Yeah, sorry. You, you go ahead. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Scott's the narrator for this episode. Yes. So, Harry and Perry now have caught up to them, and the guy gets out of the car, and Perry pulls his gun, the guy pulls his gun. Perry shoots him as the guy shoots Perry. The gut bullet flies through Perry, hits Harry in the chest. Yeah. They're both down. The other guy's dead. Mm-hmm. And, and now Harry, Harry wakes up though. Harry's on the floor, and Perry's not moving. Yeah. He tries to get Perry mouth to mouth, and then he starts bleeding from his mouth. Yeah, I Perry's was, yeah. Perry's bleeding from his mouth. So now you think Perry's a goner, right? So Harry's like, oh god. Now, Harmony calls Perry, mm-hmm. and Perry's phone plays, I will survive. Yeah, that was cute. It's <laughs> like, go, girl. Another gay joke. We love that. Yes. We love when gayness is your only character trait. Basically. Gayness and sassiness. And it's all they bring up throughout the entire movie. So, Harry answers it, and it's Harmony going... Harry, uh, and saying, like, all these things, like, Harry, be yeah, my white knight. Yeah, for Harry, and, like, um, when they were kids in the beginning, like, you know, she said, like, uh, this whole, like, cutesy, like, acted out, like, oh, be my white knight, save me from this horrible thing, so that's what she says to him on the phone, and he, like, perks up, like, this is, this is the love story part of the story, where it's like, okay, now we're supposed to care about you two as a couple when you two have been assholes to each other this whole movie. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> so, he, like, perks up when she says that, like, seemingly, you know, like, yeah, she's spurned on by her lovely words. As she's passing out. Right. He grabs Perry's gun. Mm-hmm. Because he saw the car that initially ran her off the road is now circling back to basically finish her off. Right. So he's now aiming off the bridge. Now Dexter shows up. Harlan Dexter shows up and causes him to fall off the bridge with the gun that lands on the top of the coffin as he grabs the hand That's of her dog. Hanging out of the coffin. Hanging out of the coffin. Know, this dead, the poor dead girl has been like just fucked over by life. The whole way. Um, so... Then um, Harlan Dexter kind of 
comes over the overpass and is about to shoot Harry. Harry. But then he kind of like wriggles around a little bit to get the gun to fall off the coffin and into his hand. And, and, which like, he catches perfectly and shoots Harlan. Yeah, it's like clockwork. And that, I thought that was interesting too because comparatively with the first time where he shoots yeah. somebody, it's very like slow and measured and like he's really yeah. just like, you know, torturing himself with doing this. Um, and then compared to now, he's like just bam, bam, bam. It's like more like. Yeah. Typical action movie stuff. So, I guess that's character growth? I guess, sure. Question mark? Not really, but so he shoot, something. He shoots Harlan. He turns, sees that, shoots into the car, hits the driver that's coming. He falls from the coffin, lands on the car, shoots the two passengers of the car so he doesn't get killed. Mm-hmm. And then goes and walks over to Harmony, who's like, oh my god, you've been shot. And he pulls out the detective novel. The Johnny Gossamer fucking novel. And I, the second I saw that, I was like, really? We're doing this? Because <laughs> they've done that before. They they do that in a lot, like, a lot of movies. I don't know why that's a thing that like makes sense. They did that in fucking uh, Rush Hour 2. They, you know, at yeah. least... Well, Rush Hour 2, it was meant to be like haha that's funny yeah the only other thing i can think of is like the it's happened before bibles and yeah crosses and right and she's like okay it's stupid every time but okay (laughs) um and then i'm like is that supposed to be symbolism for something but i'm like i don't know it it, the detective story kind of play throughout this movie because yeah i mean like they make comparisons to the johnny gossamer like character to what's going on like oh you know they always have two johnny gossamer always has two cases that you think aren't connected but then they turn out to be connected in the end and it's like oh okay and then there was one where like oh he usually uh doesn't just you know like shoot one guy and that's it he usually shoots like a bunch of guys and like you know well yeah big crazy action scene and then that's what happens at the and, end so it's like okay we get it it's playing out like a johnny gossamer quote unquote yeah. novel. and they also brought up the point that harlan dexter at what at one point had come through indiana mm-hmm. and he played oh well he was the actor he that was played the, johnny, johnny gossamer, gossamer in yeah. the movie and that's who it, through their small town, that's who Harmony had told her sister. That was her. Father. That was her father. Um. So now we wake up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Harry is in the hospital. Harmony's like, "Oh, good. I'm glad you woke up." He goes, "Yeah, you know." And Perry rolls it on the wheelchair, and we get the little snippy. Yeah, I moment. thought that was funny. We get like a little meta joke about, oh, well, everyone lives in the end. Okay. I know. You it doesn't know. mean anything. We should just bring everybody back. And so now the thugs come back. The girl, yeah. the pink haired girl comes back. Abraham Lincoln walks in. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> but I thought that was funny because recently, I won't say what we saw or like what spurned the conversation, but we recently had a conversation when we saw a, a movie about like, you know, like, oh, well, if everybody lives at the end, then it kind of, like, takes away from, like, the power of the yeah. of the movie. But I feel like in this movie, with the tone that was being set, it wasn't... It didn't have to happen where, like, Perry had to die. Like, it it, it works better that he lived because, like, Perry's yeah. the only fucking decent person in this movie. Yeah. So, like, let's have him live. Please, good God, there must be hope for humanity. Yeah. 
so Perry basically wraps up the both detective plots for us. Um, yes. It turns out the pink hair girl had actually been. Well, they thought that they Jenny, thought, who was uh, Harmony's little sister, yes. they thought that she was the actress that was hired to pretend to be uh, the daughter, yes, Victoria, the socialite daughter. But in reality, it was the pink haired girl who was murdered in in the house. Yes, with uh, when Harry was there, and we find out. So Harmony's sister had seen Harmony's sister had come to L.A. because she Harmony fa- had told her this guy is your dad. And she believed her. So, if you think about it, Harmony is also a bad person. Oh, she's like, it's the only lie I ever told my sister. Yeah, well, you also left her with a sexual predator and yeah. never came back for her. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So, anyway, so, uh, so the little sister believed her when she told her, like, this yeah. is your real father. And she came looking for him and was following him. And she found him having sexual relations with this pink-haired actress who was looking like his daughter, his socialite daughter, who's, like, famous and well-known. So yeah. he's, the little sister sees this and is like, oh, wow, not only is my fake father a creep and a sexual predator, but also my real father is, too. So apparently she was so destro- destroyed by that that yeah. she did, in fact, kill herself. Yes. And so that's on Harmony's conscience for the oh, rest yeah. of her life. I'm glad because it should be. Yeah. So then we go and we get the epilogue where he's which tell- is like just not to cut you off, but it's like an amalgamation of like what really makes his movie like stand out. It's just the it's the snappy writing, obviously, yeah. but also in tandem with Kilmer and Downey Jr.'s tit-for-tat, like, chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, it, it really does carry the movie forward, and in the end, it kind of just bookends everything and brings it all together. Yeah. Well, we in we get the epilogue where they go to Indiana again to bury Harmony's sister. Oh, yeah, and Kilmer has, like, a really good scene, because he goes in the room with the, the father, who was, like, sexually abusing the little sister. Yeah. And, like, he's bedridden, and he can't do anything, and he just, like, goes off on him and smacks him a bunch of times. And the the old, creepy dad is like, oh, you're a tough guy, I can't even defend myself, you're a real big, tough guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm a big, tough guy. Meaning, like, you fucking abused a little helpless girl, you fucking creep. Like, what the fuck are you talking to me like that for? Yeah. So, I like that scene a lot, that was a good one for, yeah. for Kilmer, for sure. And then now we get to a point where Robert Downey Jr. is talking to a camera, trying to wrap up the movie. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer walks in, <laughs> covers Robert Downey Jr.'s mouth. Yeah, like, just shut up. Just stop fucking talking. And then he, like, thanks the audience. Like, thanks for coming. Make sure you get your parking validated. <laughs> Sorry for in the Midwest parents for us saying fuck so much. Yeah, that was funny. And then Bye. He says, like, oh, you know, they're, uh, Downey Jr. is working for Kilmer now, and it's all good, like... Happy, happily ever after. And I'm like, oh my god, everyone's still pretty much awful. Yeah. For Kilmer. <laughs> and that's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. I'm definitely glad I saw it finally. It was it was definitely a fun ride. I liked the mystery element a lot. Yeah. I liked the funny writing. Yeah. Um, I do like, because the thing is, like, I like the movies. I, I don't, well, I should say, 
I don't necessarily dislike when movies have, like, all the characters are, like, assholes. Because, I mean, that is more realistic, I guess, in a way. Because, like, everyone's flawed. Not everybody's everyone's got an know, asshole. a wonderful guy. Like, you know what I mean? Or gal. But um, I do like when they do that and they have at least one person that's, like, a decent human being. And for me, that was uh, Kilmer. Val Kilmer's character. Perry. Perry. Um, he was actually decent and, like, a good person, like, just wanted to be a good PI and solve the case and, you know, protect people. Yeah. And, yeah. He was, he was nice. Yeah, he was... He, I mean, he was an asshole at times, but yeah. not in the same way that... No, he was... Harry or even Harvey But even his, even in his most asshole moments... He was still, like... He was... He tried to protect Harry. Right, yeah. You know, try and, like, help Harry. Like, you know, he's not meant to be, like... Yeah, he was never... He's not a bad guy. He's really not like a bit. Harry's a bad guy. Yeah, Harry's a cunt. Um, so what would you give this out of five stars? I'd probably say this is probably about a four. I would probably go there too. Say a four would be a good a good number to go with. Harry is honestly it's a fun movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Uh I'm glad that this kinda was a uh, jettison for Robert Downey Jr. in yeah. a big portion of his career. I mean, now that he's done with uh, Marvel, who knows what he's going to do next as far as, like, you know, like he, acting well, yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm I'm glad that um, this kind of brought him back into the forefront. Yeah, because I, I watched um, The Judge that he did. I've never seen that. It, it was, it's not a great movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It was fine, you know. I mean, he's capable of doing other things. I think he just I think fine. Like, he has to figure out what he wants to do now. Because he spent so long playing well, yeah. Iron Man and everything. I think he's got to get away from that. But yeah, it's, I think people have to realize he can do other things. Right. I think so, too. Um. So, yeah. I think this was really fun. Uh, I kind of want to discuss really quick before we let you guys go about what we're going to do next week. Our plan is to have a non-spoiler review for a couple of movies that we've seen recently that we really, really enjoyed. Um, Jojo Rabbit, as well as Dr. Sleep. Yes, we did see Dr. Sleep the other day, and yes. it was great. Um, again, it's it's going to be a non-spoiler review, because we, we don't want to spoil anything. We want you guys to go see these movies, but we also want to talk about them, because we really enjoyed them. Yes. So, that's going to be the tea. We're going to see if we can go see both of the movies again just to kind of get a refresher and figure out like what we want to actually highlight and talk about in, in more, not, I guess, detail, yeah. for lack of a better We're, we're going to try and be as spoiler-free as we can. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Like, like we said last week, we don't just like talking about older movies. We like talking about new movies, too, because... We see movies all the time. We love seeing movies, so... Yeah. Especially now, because it's getting towards the end of the year. You know, Oscar yeah. season is uh, rolling around, so... Yeah, don't worry. We have we have plans to do a lot of things with this channel, so... Oh, yes. So, um, that's going to be next week. And then after that, we'll go back to our usual format, probably. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we like, to, we like to shake things up here at Shoot the Flick. Indeed. <laughs> so, until then... This has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram as well as Twitter at Shoot the Flick. Yes. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, 
Google Podcasts. Yes, and be sure to leave us comments either on those platforms or on our social media. Give us uh, ideas for new movies to watch. Anything you guys want to say, you know, hopefully, you know, keep it relatively nice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> or let us know if we're doing a horrible job. Yeah, just give us, give us a chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Or don't. I don't know. Or, you know what? Go watch some of these movies, because the movies we reviewed have all been pretty good. Yeah, we haven't really had any stinkers yet. Maybe we should have a stinker on here soon. That'd be fun. I like to watch bad movies. <laughs> we went to the movie theater to see the Emoji movie. This is this is, this is is our life. Yeah. I know. Maybe the next two movies, she'll pick a bad movie that I haven't seen, and I'll pick a bad movie she yeah, hasn't seen. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. That, that. that sounds like fun. And don't worry, it won't be The Room. No. That's well, like, we've both seen that. That's the easy That's the easy out, guys. No. We won't do that. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen The Room, go see The Room, yeah. obviously. But anyway. All right, guys. So we will see you next week on Shoot the Flick. Bye.